0: New month. It's almost time for football. Hopefully, recording oh. this on Saturday, August eighth. Y'all season starts soon, right? Since y'all playing into Christmas now. High school football was done, you know, in late October when I when I was an old man playing. Um, but now I'm playing. I know the season got, got pushed wasn't back. Bad. It was weeks. it was
1: it was like the first week of it was like it was the first early week of November. November. All, right, all right, but um, I was, was over exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, ours got pushed back two weeks. They just canceled the scrimmages, though, man. Oh, Honestly, um this is what I think is gonna happen, but I really don't want it to happen. Some 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 of these big time programs are the reason why it keeps getting pushed back, in my opinion, because they don't feel like they're prepared. You know, like the Corky Kale Classic and you um, know those big time first week games. Yeah. Whereas two big time teams, they don't feel like they're prepared enough, but Hey, if you're not prepared enough, the other team is not prepared enough because we've had an equal amount of time. But anyway. Right. (laughs) I think because at first we had two fall scrimmages, those got canceled. Even before that, our season got pushed back two weeks. So now the first game is um, September or September 4th or 7th, Labor Day weekend. And, like, it's either going – this is what I think is going to happen. It already got pushed back two weeks. The fall scrimmages are canceled. They're going to cancel – um, region, non-region games, and we're just going to play a region schedule. If we don't play a region schedule, they're just going to cancel the season altogether. This is what I think. I don't want to happen. I don't, I'm not hearing that. <laughs> I'm just saying what I think is going to happen. But that's just me. Because it, it it always goes in steps. Just like when uh, they canceled school in March. It was two weeks. Then it was yeah. six weeks. Then it was two months. Then it was the end of the school year. <laughs> so... You know, that's just what I'm thinking right now, but we'll see.
0: It just kept creeping up. Man, I'm never going to forget that when this all started and everybody thought, uh, myself included, oh, we're just taking a little two-week break. Things will be back to normal in early April.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> Two weeks oh. became I haven't stepped inside of a classroom oh, since man. March 13th.
0: <laughs> we were all so young oh. and naive. Yep. Um, <clears throat> speaking of young and naive – uh, maybe not naive, but who knows? Um, Jamal Adams is out of New York finally, uh, and you know there was a whole lot of speculation around his uh, around his trade <laughs> desires way before they actually made the deal. Uh, we had talked about it on here several times, and still, um, what they ended up getting back for him uh, has been a huge topic of discussion, and we're just gonna dive right into it because we hadn't had a chance to talk about it. Um, and so Jamal Adams. All pro safety from the Jets. He is gone to the Seahawks. You all already know this, but we'll recap it really quick. Uh, Seahawks sent the Jets Bradley McDougal, first rounder in 2021 and 2022, and a mm-hmm. third round pick in 21. Uh, the Seahawks did manage, I think, to get a fourth round pick in yeah, 22 as well. Um, bro, what 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 is what is John Schneider doing? No, what? No, that is a leading question. What? Just your thoughts.
1: I think, well, for one, I'm, I think you and I agree on this. Value, I value players over picks, for one. Now, it, it, just because nice. you got an all-pro safety, you know for a fact, barring injury, you know what he's going to give you night in and night out. So you know what he's going to give you. Now, I think two first-rounders is a little excessive. Now, if it was a yeah. first, you know, a future third and a fourth or something like that. But two first rounders, I think is a little bit excessive. But when you think about the Seahawks and John Snyder, I don't know what they do in a first round anyway.
0: This is true. Like, it,
1: it, like they, it, they took Rashard Penny last year <laughs> with like the 20, what, twenty sixth, 24th pick or something like that. And I can't remember the offensive tackle name that they took a couple years before that. But he was kind of a project. Uh, they took Bruce Irvin in the first round. <clears throat> he was okay, but he just wasn't uh, a first round grade in that year's draft. So, yeah, like they, they're, they, they have questionable first round picks anyway. So with them trading a first round pick, uh, Jamal Adams is worth a first round pick for one, just because without question, because he's an all pro player. Now, when you're thinking about two first round picks, okay, if you re-sign him and he continues to to ball out, you can maybe say, okay, he's probably worth two first round picks. Now they do get um they send they send Bradley McDougal. So the Jets kind of got a starter in replace, and they got those picks. So yeah. I honestly I don't I don't hate the Seahawks for this because they seem to be all in. I think Russell Wilson since his time since this time in Seattle, they've only missed the postseason once. And that year, I think they still won 10 games. So he knows that, okay, Seattle is going to be in the postseason every single year. Now, what are we missing? We're missing a dynamic defensive player, you know, like the previous, the the Legion of Boom days. Now, granted, they're not going to have that entire unit, but Jamal Adams is a dynamic player. Like he's going to make a difference right away. I'm thinking about him and uh, Bobby Wagner those guys don't miss tackles. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get it why they've done it, why they did it. So I'm, I'm really not mad. I think maybe it depends on how he plays. He continues to play in the success of Seattle. If they win, they win a division next year. Granted, San Francisco is bad. Arizona is going to be better. The Rams, they're still solid. All right. They're still a division team. So they're going to be tough games. Um, if 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 he continues to be an all-pro, the Seattle defense is, you know, top five, top ten still. You know, you, you got to say that was still a solid trade for Seattle. You got a fourth-round pick in 2022. You know, those are typically starters. But the Jets definitely – nobody lost, I don't think, just because I think Jamal Adams is going to play really well. But the Jets definitely won this trade. Just because they're a rebuilding team – um, who knows what Sam Darnold's gonna do. You know, if he flops next year, you know, they 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 want to move yeah. on, they can package their pick. If it's not a top three pick, they can package Seattle's first and their first to move up if they need to. So they have some they have some leverage now. They have two first round picks in 2022. So I think because of a leverage standpoint and that young team, I think they won that trade.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I don't think I don't think we're too far apart on this. I think like when I first saw it happen, you know, everybody just you know went wild and you know, oh my gosh, who gave that gave that much up for a safety? And oh, you, you know, they got to build for the future. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, shut up. Um, <laughs> like we we're on the same page, right? Like, yeah. I, a proven talent is better than prospective talent, and. Yeah. First round picks are only so so good as the folks you actually end up getting with them. Yep. And then even you know the best GMs, and I'm sure someone's done this math somewhere. So I need to look it up. But even the best GMs miss on first round picks fairly often. I mean, you know, Ozzie Newsome picked Kyle Bowler. Um so Mark Clayton. <laughs> Mark.
1: Um, sorry, Pyramid. That's <laughs> the can name that's the list. Just to name of a
0: few, right? Uh, so but yeah, when you got an all pro guy that's available that's on the market that's gonna make your team immensely better, I'm all for it. Do I think they might have gave up too many picks? If you look at it just like and ask it, it is a lot. And if you look at it and just ask it from that perspective, then you can easily, you know, push your, push your way into yeah, they gave up too much. This is a reach. But you know, thinking about what they've been able to do. In the past decade And they've been a Super Bowl contender for most of that time If not a playoff contender mm-hmm. They didn't have a first round pick In 2013, 14 or 15 They didn't have a first round pick In 2017 Now they don't have a first round pick in 21 or 22 But as you mentioned it And I'm just going to read it off for you Since they took uh, Russell Okung and Earl Thomas in the first round In 2010 uh, In 2011 they took James Carpenter 25th overall Bruce Irvin 15th overall 16, it was Jermaine Nafidi at 31. That's
1: what I was talking about.
0: You mentioned it in 2018. Rashad Penny at 27. And then LJ Collier in 19 and Jordan Brooks in 2020. Josh Snyder hasn't been good at drafting. Um, And and, and so it's kind of interesting because I'm not sure where we get the narrative of him being a good GM from.
1: Um, Because because of 20, what, 2010? Because he did haul, what, the Entire Legion of Boom. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, know. Bobby Wagner. He did draft Russell Wilson. It was, but it was it, all those early, those early years where he got these players. So he he's gotten some some good guys in the draft. Um, Tyler Lockett, was it what second-round pick? People thought he yeah. was a reach at the point. Um, so good thing that he has Pete Carroll as a coach. He's a good depth drafter. Yeah.
0: Like he <laughs> got as far D.K. Like, Metcalf and late in the second round last yeah. year.
1: So as far as like we think, well, dang, this, this is a guy we're going to talk about this later as far as my surprise picks, so I won't give it away. But uh like, this, like a guy who, alright, this guy is who you need to draft because he's available. They don't get that guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But at the same time, they trust their – I like how they just trust their their front office and their scout guys, and they just say, hey, this is who we have on our board. We don't care what you think. We're going to draft our guy. Does it work all the time? No. But, hey, <laughs> that's what you hire you know, those guys for.
0: That's real. And I think, like, I don't know. I, I kind of – talking about I don't know where he got a, our, the view that he was a good GM. One is a little bit of that is legacy, but the second is, like, like oh. look, like I can look, I can tell you how many first round picks they haven't had in the past decade, and yet they're they've been turning out you know double digit win seasons. Exactly, and, and,
1: <laughs> and that's so. And that's why I brought up Pete Carroll. It's it's that 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 duo of he and Carroll. Like Carroll's a good coach. He's going to get you ten wins. Part of that is Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong, but I was about to say that. <laughs> part of that is Russell Wilson, but hey, those guys play for him still. And not a lot of first round picks the past decade, especially the past five years. And you yeah. don't get impact first rounders. So he's still, Hey, he's still doing that thing, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. I mean, I think it was a good trade for, for both teams to be honest. Um, I, I do think the jets are finally in the right direction. Their GM's name, Joe Douglas. Um, hey, get he comes, <clears throat> from. comes from Baltimore, right? Yeah, of course. So, so they finally got a guy that knows what he, what he's doing. Um, I don't know if that will translate to long-term success with the Jets because they still have an awful owner. Um, And teams with bad owners don't compete long-term. Like, it doesn't matter. You can bring in the right guys, and they'll have a couple seasons, and then something to just go wrong. You can look at Washington, Detroit, so many other teams who have bad ownership. Cap space, something to happen. Exactly. So, you know, he's going to be forced into – making some decisions he doesn't want to at some point eventually, and then it'll all go kaput. But for now, they got a Baltimore guy who knows what he's doing in the front office and trying to clean up the sins of Mike Tannenbaum. I like to deal for both teams. Or was it it Mike McGannigan? Tannenbaum and McGannigan, I think, have some relation to the Jets. But anyway, um, I like to deal for both teams. I I, I wouldn't have made it if I'm Seattle. I would not have given up that much just because it's kind of twofold. One because that's just a lot to give up. I mean, if you only did now, one first round pick, I'm cool with that. Go ahead.
1: now. Would you have given up just those two first rounders and not those other two picks? Yes, because because me, I would have said, uh, well, it was a, it was that it was the extra third. Um, so yeah, Seahawks, is said the first in 2021 20, and 22, but that third round pick in 2021, and I'm only thinking it for depth. Purposes because they exactly. typically find a third, fourth round guy and he becomes exactly. a starter. If you give up those two first, you say, Well, hey, we probably haven't drafted that well in the first anyway. Uh for 2021, we expect to be in the late 20s drafting anyway.
0: Anyway, the late
1: right. 20s, and the second round, you're pretty much getting, you know, the same caliber guy. So a top 50 guy can go forty nine or he can go in the late twenties depending on how the team ranks him, so if you give up a 20, 2021 first and a 2022 first and not give up that third, I think that 's a great trade for both sides yeah, but, you know that third round pick is that 's a starter
0: yeah exactly especially and, and, and especially for them because they 've yeah. proven to be able to turn second, third, fourth round picks, and the starters are at least depth guys mm-hmm. um, the, the 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 biggest thing. I don't dislike the trade. I don't like it for Seattle, but I don't dislike it. They do have a playmaker on defense. Mm-hmm. And I think in their mind, like, <clears throat> you know, look, we got the best quarterback in football um, and Russell Wilson, who's a magician who's proven he's going to gonna, he's gonna continue to grow, compete. If we got him as at signal caller, we're always going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl. Rather than trying to get all this depth, let's just yeah. go and get a guy who can make plays, who can change the game. And, and who has the, op- the ability to, you know, in the postseason when you need that sack, when you need that interception, whatever it might be, uh, to make a game-changing, you know, play. I get it. I just – the only reason I don't like it, one, is I don't like their pass rush going into this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still relying a lot on Bruce Irvin, who is just not the player he used to be. Neither is Jerron Reed. Uh, and LJ Collier coming off the edge as a starter, I'm just not a fan of. That was one of the first-round picks that John Snyder has botched. And maybe Collier has, uh, you know, a, another step that he's going to get to in his third year. I don't like their pass rush, and I don't like their offensive line. But I've never liked their offensive line. So this is why yeah. I keep, like, going back and forth. It's like, look, this team, from a, from a way that I would like to construct teams, really isn't that good. I hate, their, I hate them in the trenches. Uh, <laughs> and that's where I think you build great teams. However, they have, they
1: have Russell the, Wilson. Exactly. <laughs> so it's so like, th- th- we we're we're worry. we're seeing what Schneider and Carroll are thinking. Like yeah. they're saying we're gonna expect Russell to not be injured, even if our offensive line is average. If he's average, Russell Wilson has a great season. If the offensive line is average. Below yeah. average, Russell Wilson has a good season. Yeah. <laughs> so because it is just what he does. So, like you said, you get a playmaker on the back end, you're relying on him to make a big play in the playoffs when you need it.
0: Pretty look at much. the
1: look at the impact, you know, that Tyran Matthew had on the Chiefs defense. Yeah. Like yeah. as far as they weren't top 5 defense, but they made plays when it was time. Yep. Yeah. And you think about it, it was just a – it was no subtraction. It was just a completely new addition because last year, Frank Clark is an – what is it? I think it was Frank Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for the off penalty, you know, they're headed to the Super Bowl last year. Yep. So you're one play, literally one play away from making the Super Bowl last year. And then you add an all-pro guy. The defense looks completely different. And he gets you a Super Bowl win. They're thinking, they're hoping Jamal Adams has that type of impact, and I think he will have some type of impact like that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I, like I said, I don't, I don't dislike it for Seattle. I think I'm talking myself into liking it because they have Russell
1: Wilson. <laughs> And that's, that's it.
0: it. So my and my, my initial thing is like, look, I hate the construction of this team, but it has Russell Wilson and that's why they're going to be able to continue to compete. So I like it from that vantage point. And it's like every time I try to like say, hey, John Schneider really isn't that good. I get talked out of it, too, because it's like, hey, yeah, the guy misses on first round picks, period. Like Rashad Finney, LJ yeah. Collier. I don't know what Jordan Brooks is going to be. So God bless him. I hope it works out for him. But at the same time, he knows he has uh, the best quarterback in football. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, looking for another playmaker on the Jets side. I, I like the deal. Um, I, I, my initial, I don't want to say hesitation. If I'm a Jets fan, I'd be pissed. Um, for a variety of reasons. It's like one, yeah. we can't seem to hold on to good talent. At uh, all. Our best like, talent always goes away. And, and you know, like, I I, I I, get it, and I get fans being excited about the hall, about all these picks that are coming. But it's like, yeah. if you don't trade an all-pro for picks.
1: I'll say this. Bad teams get excited about picks. That's true. Bad that, team, I'm telling you, man. Because, <laughs> like, you and I was talking about it. Would I have given up if if, if, if I was, um, you know, Eric and Harbaugh – Harbaugh, would I have given up a 2021 first? Without a doubt. For Jamal Adams, we're going to pick 27-28 anyway. So would I have given up a first for Jamal Adams to come to the Ravens? Of course. 2021 first and a 2022 fourth? Of course. Anything Wonderful. anything past that, now you're reaching because yeah. you're already a Super Bowl contender. So I'm not excited about... You know, if I trade a player and get picked, just because I expect the Baltimore Ravens to be good.
0: <laughs> uh-huh, exactly.
1: So was I excited when, you know, they picked Lamar Jackson? Of course. But as far as getting, you know, trading one of our starter players, star players for a first or a second or whatever, you know, just leave them.
0: Right. I'm never going to be happy about that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's my thing with the Jets. I mean, you know, I I, I didn't like – well – We'll talk about this later. I didn't like their first round pick. It's just gonna be one of my underrated surprise picks. So we'll talk more about it, but I mean, in the past ten years, their first round, their, their drafting has been uh, absolutely abysmal. Um Twenty thirteen, they took D. Milner, Sheldon Richardson at nine and thirteen, mm. Calvin Pryor, Leonard Williams, Darren Lee, Jamal Adams, Sam Darnold. They finally got something right. Quinn Williams and Beckton Becton.
1: Um, so you, they you just, hope. You hope Beckton is something. You know what you got in Adams. And you, the jury's still out on Donald. So, <laughs> it's been awful.
0: No, I get it from Joe Douglas' perspective, right? Hey, we got this guy. I didn't draft him. Yeah, he's an all-pro, but he's causing me headaches. And we're not going to be good anyway. Let's get him out the door. So, I get it. I get it from from the GM's perspective. And, like, now he has picks. And then every GM thinks they'll never miss on a first-round pick. So, it's all good. It makes sense. And I think Joe Douglas is going to be a good GM. I don't know if he'll be good in New York because he doesn't have good ownership still. But he might end up being good. But to go out and just trade your all-pro player after, what, his second, third season? Yep. After, after I just, you know, 17, 18, 19. After his third his season? Third season. I, I don't know. I don't, I...
1: It's it's tough. <laughs>
0: i get what douglas is trying to do and i'm a fan of it but i just i i do not i don't has there ever been a case where teams new regimes whoever have come in traded all pro talent and gotten better like for example how john gruden came in and traded amari cooper and khalil Mack. like i over these next seven years that he has this ridiculous contract i think they make the playoffs once or twice but like They're, everybody talks about this big haul. They got this big haul back, and it's Who not cares? like they're gonna go up. Who cares?
1: If if Henry if Henry Rose becomes Amari Cooper, then cool. But but you already had him. You already had him. So why? Tra- <laughs> you <laughs> trade that's a what first. This comes back you traded away a first to get a first round receiver. It, I, I don't. I, yeah.
0: That make it like I, that blows me. Is like teams will trade guys, and then oh get well, the they gotta fill this need, and they draft the same position. Like the Jaguars, trading Jalen Ramsey (laughs) just to come back and need to to man, a corner. (laughs) Or uh, who else did it? Somebody traded a wide receiver this off. Oh, well, Houston, but they didn't end up taking a wide
1: receiver. 49ers did it, but I think it was more for cap space reasons. And they're Super Bowl contenders, so They, they, they got Ken Law, but I understand why they did it.
0: Yeah. I like, yeah, that. Yeah, well, he, he, he was, he was, uh he was expensive. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I guess we can close the loop, but I, I don't, I, I am always going to continue to push back against the thing that's happening and trading these guys to get first round picks just to take guys at their position. Yeah. Um, Cause they gonna <laughs> what are they going to do come back and take a safety with the 21 first round pick? I mean, you know, it's like. <laughs>
1: Probably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Oh, that's Jets football. Um, yeah, I I, th- I like it. I like it for Seattle. I like it for the Jets. <laughs> and then I also dislike it for Seattle and dislike it for the Jets. That's the level yep. <laughs> of the I mean. Um and I don't think there's any winners or losers. It's just kind of a wash. Uh, but we'll see what Joe Douglas is able to do with it. Um, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of picks, um, surprising picks from this offseason. I know we did a draft recap, but um, thinking into as the season gets ready to roll, especially having been no – you know OTAs, no mini camps, uh, and I don't know exactly what kind of you know what all like safety precautions, quote unquote, um, folks are are having to take in the, across the league, and if that's impacting practices or whatnot. But just the effect of not being able to have all the offseason work you would normally have, I just I think guys like Joe Burrow um, and two of guys who who may have come in and competed and been able to start.
1: They're not uh, gonna be very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: at it least <laughs> it's like week nine. <laughs> They're gonna it's gonna struggle. be a much
0: slower process. Um, and so that that I'm I'm hoping, especially for guys like that, that they don't throw them out there because this is the first year in a while where I would be like, all right, yeah, maybe you want to you want to sit this guy for half a season or a whole season. And I'm not usually one of those guys. I'm like, look, you picked him in the top fifteen, you picked him there for a reason. Go out and play. And if he's any yeah. good, like him having a bad year is not gonna, you know, derail his development. But when you haven't had an off-season, you know, essentially. And and not only have you not had an off-season, but you've not had an off-season which you can really monitor sort of physical development, all that other stuff. Nah. So I hope Burrow and Tua don't start just to save some beatings that they would get, because um, I, I reckon defenses are probably going to be more up to speed and sort of flowing. at. But more they're always ahead
1: of the curve anyway. Exactly. It's because you're, so, you're just reading and reacting.
0: Yeah, so them first, I mean – Bro, probably the first quarter of the season I think we're going to have yeah. a lot of ugly Like nine to six games like uh-huh. Legitimately <laughs> um, But a lot of surprising picks What's, the, <clears throat> what's your most surprising pick um, And I've been thinking about it In lieu of all those different things right? That just have taken place over the offseason Guys not being able to work out And really get into the facility And all the other stuff What's the most surprising pick That's likely to have an impact um, I guess those two different questions So let's go first with the most surprising pick
1: um, it was kind of a it was a it was, it was a surprise because he failed to this team. I think Ceedee Lamb going to Dallas just because it, no mock draft in no, like nobody thought he would land in Dallas just because you had what um, Las Vegas you had Denver Las Vegas and San Francisco. Yeah, we oh, thought man. those three they were cl- so close together. And we 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 knew all of those three <clears throat> needed or wanted a wide receiver or um or um Arizona Arizona was at eight, so we yeah. thought they would take you know a wide receiver. I thought he was gone at eight. Yeah. So I, I was surprised just because for one you know Dallas Cowboys are just ugly. I don't want to see Ceedee Lamb in that jersey. <laughs> I know, right? Now he's run. He's wearing eighty eight. I, I I hate how obnoxious. Yeah you know he's a he's a hurricane i don't really like the hurricane so he's easier to not like but <laughs> so i didn't part of it is i didn't want to see cd lamb in the dallas cowboys jersey but they're gonna have a pretty they should have a pretty potent offense i would say that you got mike mccartney um you got, like got a real coach he's <laughs> a good offensive play caller See, Lam, I, I can see literally having 1,200 yards next year. Yeah. And in a few years, probably being one of the top receivers in the league. Like, yeah. I can see that. So, that was a, that was a, I think that was the biggest surprise, one of the biggest surprises in the first round, just because of he him falling to, I think it was 17, 17 or 19.
0: Yeah, he fell all the way to 17. Um, yep. I mean, so many opportunities where where I think a bunch of people thought he would be gone. Honestly, when he got to 16 with Atlanta, I thought they were going to take him and just be like, F it. We're going to give a 40-point year, but we're going (laughs) to score 42. Um, And you know what? That's not a bad strategy, actually.
1: I promise you they thought about it. (laughs) But all they thought about was, well, dang, we technically didn't have to draft really last year. (laughs) So we can't do that again. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what they thought.
0: I would have snatched him up Uh, (laughs) from a from a surprising standpoint um, I was surprised by a lot of picks Uh, the biggest one I think was uh, Isaiah Simmons at eight which not surprising in a negative way uh, it was just much of what you just said Uh, CeeDee Lamb just fell on a cliff Kingsbury Mm -hmm. and Kyler Murray's lap and they ended up going with the, with the do everything Swiss Army knife defender and Isaiah Simmons, which, you know, Jerry B. out on it. I'd like Simmons coming out in the draft. Uh, I thought they could have used another weapon to really help with college development, but uh, not opposed to it. Well, uh, big surprising from a I'm not very excited about it, didn't, you know, understand it then, um, still don't understand it now was AJ Terrell at 16. Mm-hmm. To Atlanta, like we just mentioned, um, one CeeDee Lamb was on the board, um, and and I think, and and I'm starting to feel like NFL like GMs are starting to get here, front offices, and I hope they start to do it more, a little more like the NBA, in that like sometimes you just take the best player available, um, and particularly when there's not an impactful need guy there, yeah, you know, so like if 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 they were picking, you know, eight instead of sixteen and you needed a corner, a it would have been different. All right, cool. Go get C.J. Henderson, you know, or something along those lines. But it's like you reached for a guy who was a late first, early second, at a position that is of need but not particularly of immense value, if that makes So Even if they had reached for an edge rusher or an yeah. interior defensive lineman, <laughs> or an interior offensive lineman, something, but you reached for a corner – when you had other playmakers available on the board and or not sure the dynamics or whether or not they tried to trade down, accumulate more picks, they had a lot of needs, so on and so forth. And like, look, we'll talk about this in the coming weeks. I'm way uh, bigger, way higher on Atlanta than a lot of, you know, other folks. So Mm -hmm. I think they're going to end up having a much better season than, than, than people anticipated. Uh, But I didn't like AJ Terrell in April and, 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 early August. I still don't, I still don't like to pick for them. Um, But moving on sort of to our – I tried to ask you two questions in one. In lieu of not really having an offseason, which of these rookies is going to have the biggest impact that maybe, you know, in April or May we didn't anticipate, right? So, like, for example, you know, I think Chase Young is going to be a monster. He was going to be a monster in April, and he's still going to be a monster. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But has your your projection for any of the, you know, early picks changed in lieu of how much, you know, of an impact they might be able to have without an offseason?
1: Um I think like we we mentioned <clears throat> Burrow and Tua uh if they start Tua right away they're going to struggle. At least I think for half the season. If they would have had a full off season, I think Burrow would have came in solid. Um yeah. you know, he's probably in one of the tougher divisions in football, so he would have struggled against division teams. Uh Tua, you know, he hasn't played since what late October, early November. So he would have had to, you know, get some real live hits again. And he would have probably struggled too. Um, As far as, you know, early picks, I think, I think wherever you pick um, Isaiah Simmons, he's going to play really well. I think Ken Law is like a dark horse for rookie of the year for defense just because of that system he's coming to, it's like it's literally plug and play. Yeah. So you're already going to – it's already a great defensive line, already great overall defense, period. You're just like, hey, bro, you're replacing a guy, do what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And it, it, you have – you already have <laughs> – That was a good have, guy. It was a good guy. But <laughs> he bucks. has he has the imp- – he has the potential to be just as good as the Forrest Buckner. He's just no, – obviously, he's just not at all. Buckingham is like 6'8. <laughs> yeah, but um I think Ken Law has the only his issue was um his issue in the pre-draft was his motor. Yeah. And if you listen to anybody, they would tell you if it wasn't for him, I mean obviously this is <laughs> this is a big, you know, this is a big knock as far as uh defense line, his motor. But as far as skill, they said, you know, most of people said he was the best. Uh, Aside from Chase Young, he was the best defender, you know, one of the best defenders in the draft. So I think, Ken defensive linemen don't need as much of, you know, preparation and, you know, Uh NFL coaching, you know, leading up to their first season as a corner, as a receiver, as an offensive lineman. Because with defensive linemen, you got the motor – you know, you're gonna fine tune your skills as far as uh, block shedding and you know different techniques and things like that. So I think he can flourish like early, early without you know the extended off season.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. Um, and we're we're along the same lines here. Uh, I didn't pick this same guy per se. I do think Javon Kenlaw has the opportunity to have a monster year. Uh it's kinda of like you for all the things you just mentioned, plug and play on their defense. Um, I had two guys who I, I wasn't high on necessarily where they were drafted, um, but who I think are are actually gonna have pretty big seasons. And the first is CJ Henderson in Jacksonville. Um mm-hmm. and, and it's like we just mentioned, right? Like you traded Jalen Ramsey to come back and use the ninth overall pick <laughs> on his replacement. Uh, but it's fine. Um, but I, I wasn't big on CJ coming out of coming out of Florida for for, you know, s- some some character reasons, but then some also, you know, you turn on the tape and.
1: He's whiffing on some tackles.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. He, he he made a lot of business decisions
1: in Gainesville.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and and it didn't always look like he was just protecting future interests. Sometimes it's just like he was just a bad tackler too. Um, mm-hmm. But. The
1: Miami, the... the Miami game comes to mind. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's exactly. the
1: one that comes. I saw a clip last night where Miami and Florida fans have been arguing back and forth with each other on recruiting in the past week, so oh my they, they they mentioned they showed a few clips of that that game. <clears throat> yeah, so,
0: yeah. Um, I don't talk to Miami or Florida people,
1: so hey, I don't talk to them. I just I, I just look at the retweets. And stuff. Say,
0: I don't know how you've been stuck in this land of abyss, but you know <laughs> I protect my time, um, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think cj have a good year um down in jacksonville for a variety of the same things mentioned uh just because it's gonna be one of those years especially when you talk about like guys who are skilled position players on the outside mm-hmm. like wide receivers you know tight ends um i think even offensive linemen like without all the preparation work you can normally do and like look I know these guys this is a full time job so they've been doing what everybody else has been doing you know hopping on all these zoom calls and you know doing breakout rooms and going over this and that I get it but you know I think people yeah I think people Mm -hmm. just underestimate how much work they actually do with teams in the offseason and how those reps and shorts like you know these are these are pros so you know, while while in high school, you're always like, oh, wait till we put the pads on. Like, these guys can get a lot of work as far as from the mental side of the game when they're able to be at the facility, go through the reps, you know, so on and so forth. I just think it's going to be a lot that they missed from a development standpoint this offseason that you can't necessarily replicate. And so from that, I think wideouts and I think offensive linemen are going to struggle. Whereas I think Ken is gonna have a huge year. I think Henderson will have a, a good year. Uh and more more importantly, I think Kenneth Murray and with the Chargers uh is due for a monster season. Um they got one of the best one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, they just re signed yeah. Joey Bosa, which we'll get to boston Ingram coming off the edge. Derwin James, hopefully he can stay healthy this year. So I think I think they're going to be in a position where they can just plug and, plug and play with Murray wherever they want. Hey, go chase the passer Damn, this time. Cool. Hey, good. go. I mean, bro. Uh, and I think he's <laughs> in line for a monster year. Whereas before, I think he was going to have a good year. But I think you're going to get a chance to – like, if you've got an athletic defensive front this year, mm-hmm. you are going to be a top-tier contender just because yep. – Offensive linemen, quarterbacks, wide receivers, that they're going to be a step slow, at least for the first quarter of the mm-hmm. season, if not the first half. Um, and a guy like that and a defensive front like that, bro, good luck. I don't want to play them. Um, yeah. I don't want to play them this year. Um so those are my yeah, picks, I, I think. I, no, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I like that one because, um, yeah, because he's literally just – he was a tackling machine, man. <laughs> he was a tackling machine, and he already has that front – that front um in front of him, so to speak. So Yeah, man. Yeah, he he's gonna be yeah, I, I I wasn't thinking about him, but I think he have a pretty good season.
0: That's my sleeper uh defensive rookie of the year. Sleeper, sleeper. I don't even know if they I actually like give that award, but I'm I'm giving it. Um they they do. Okay, cool, cool. I gotta start yep. trusting my football, but yeah, you know, I'm not <laughs> I got I didn't have an off season either, so um <laughs> just playing. Uh Switching over to to head coach talk, um, which I always find incredibly fun. Uh, This offseason, five clubs hired head coaches. Um, The Panthers, Browns, and Giants, they went with folks who had uh, never had any NFL experience. So Matt Rule comes over. um, Well, not NFL experience, any head coaching experience, rather. So Matt Rule comes over to to, uh, lead the Panthers. Kevin Stefanski is in Cleveland. I forget who the Giants coach is. He's from. He comes over from the Patriots. Uh,
1: Joe Judge. Patriots stream.
0: Joe Judge. Uh, then Joe Judge comes over um, with New York as well. A couple of other franchises. Um, Washington so, football team. Washington football Robert team. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I we we'll talk about that later. No, let's just talk. Wh- why? Because we, we never did to discuss that. And it's like you had a you had a layup opportunity to. Like really just sort of make a statement and so change the easy. game. And and you and and, and you just did Washington. It, all team? it
1: was was an ego thing. It was a y'all are not gonna rush me to make a decision. That's all it was. You you got all this money, you can hire a fantastic PR team or whatever. Hey, look, man, come up with the name and we can come up with the branding in like a week. A week. You could do it in a week. And you said, you know what, Washington Football Team? We're going to take a year to figure out the name. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's in, it's in line with, I guess, who they are as an organization and who Dan Snyder is. is as a person. Because um, it's selfishly, and I've I've always wondered this. I don't know why teams across sports won't do it, but. It seems to me that you have a selfish opportunity to rebrand and make a crap ton of money on your new exactly, um, and especially in that time because everybody you know you're you announced oh we're gonna change the name like two weeks two three weeks later you could have rushed through the whole process like imagine the amount of people who will buy your stuff now just because you, you did what have whole had what more was fans writing. right like <laughs> so like you like, really even just missed out like, the
1: opportunity yeah even though like. It was, it was some fake care for, like, Black Lives Matter and all of that. Oh, for sure. We we know that, but, rel- hey, relish the fakeness. <laughs> we know, like, you were a part of that fakeness. You don't really care, but, hey, profit off of it, man. <laughs> in a, think about it in a business perspective. Miss, yeah, you missed the, miss the layup on this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, they dropped the bag hard. Um, anyway, that's, that's Washington football for you. There are a lot of sports that actually need – sports teams need to change their, their names. Um, now I think it's time for us to clamor on the Braves. I love baseball. That's my team. But, like, that name needs to change too. Yeah. I used to do the little tomahawk chalk thing and didn't realize just how racist it is. So I stopped <laughs> doing that. Um, people are always like, oh, you know, it's just tradition. It's like, cool. Like, okay, get rid of it and, find and create a new tradition.
1: Like It's not that, um, that hard.
0: It's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> like- <laughs> The Braves. Somehow, there's still a team called the Indians uh, in yes, Cleveland. Um, I don't
1: understand.
0: Like, that, like
1: that's like, come on now, the Indians.
0: The Indians. That's their nickname.
1: Uh, like, they used to have That's the, the worst of them all. I believe that is the Just worst. I think that's, that's worse than Redskins. That's the. This is blatant disrespect. But like, like they're not. <laughs> any history book will call them well. <laughs> Any smart person would know to call a Native American a Native American right. and not an Indian. Right. Like, come on, man. <laughs> right.
0: And, and their logo was worse. Now, they retired yes. the what? but, you know, they used to have the the, the caricature that was just yep. red. And, and I was just like, so they finally got rid of that like a couple years ago after outrage. But like, y'all still haven't changed your name. like. What is your name, bro? Oh like, just change.
1: It's not that hard. Just change the name.
0: Uh, Braves got to go. Eddie's got to go. I'm not. I, there, there's some nuance in Florida State, which I'm not completely bought in on. But I do yeah. get that, like, there's some. There are unique relationships with the uh, with Seminole Nation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I mean, like, actual actual similar actual relation, yeah, yeah for people wondering not not like you know florida state fans um so that was a little nuanced i'm not gonna speak on that one because i have heard you know that there's some legitimacy there but i think everything else is just like it's got to go like it needs to be <laughs> like illinois yeah. too like fighting a line like there's no i don't think they have the same sort of conversations and relationships with uh i don't even know if that's a tribe actually um so i I'm, have no I'm, idea exactly so i anybody listening to this like you know we're cool understanding acknowledging we don't know enough about something to comment <laughs> on it. Um so if there if there is some some nuance there as there is before the state, all right, then cool. Uh, maybe we keep it. If not, get rid of it. But anyway, uh I am finally glad to see, you know, so cooler heads, not even cooler heads, just like logic and acknowledgement of people's humanity starting to yeah. starting to come through the pipe. Um anyway, we went on <laughs> tangent uh about name changes. Um of all the teams that got new head coaches last year, looking ahead to to next year's sort of head coaching carousel. Okay. A variety of teams. I mean, we always we all know this. There's going to be, you know, four or five people who are going to get let go on Black Monday. That's just kind of how it is. Uh, we'll talk more sort of about that stuff later on as we get into season previews for teams. But I'll say teams that are likely to make a change just because I don't think they're going to be very good. I think the Lions and the Jaguars um, are going to are gonna be making culture changes. Matt Patricia should have been let go this offseason. Same with Doug Marone. And I just don't think either of them are going to be good. Oh. And I, I'm actually oh, growing I on Jacksonville because their defense is just too good for them to be really, really, really bad. Um, yeah. But they're not going to be good enough to justify bringing Doug Marone back. And they just need a culture change in general. So I think those two definitely. Folks that need a playoff season, Atlanta clearly – Houston should. I don't know if they actually acknowledge that Bill O'Brien is bad. So I don't know. They they, maybe. they
1: haven't. They haven't. <laughs> Everybody outside of um, no. Every fan, Houston fans, acknowledge it too. They just know Deshaun Watson is really good.
0: Yeah, <clears> saving <throat> their butt. So, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mentioned you mentioned Atlanta earlier. I don't think people just keep and like just stop bringing up the Super Bowl. It's 2016. You know, they made the playoff after, you know, they actually started 1-7. and They ended, you know, the season pretty well. I think because of that and because clearly those players play for Dan Quinn, that he deserved to come back at least for one more year. Yeah. To see what he has and see what they can do. I think he deserved that. But I don't think – I'm not – extremely high on Tampa just because they got Tom Brady. Um, will they be better? Of course.
0: Neither, yeah.
1: You, you got Tom Brady. He's not going to throw 30 interceptions. I think James Winston accounted for 40 turnovers. That's not going to happen. So they're going yeah, to win more great. games. 40 turnovers, yeah. So they're going to win more games, of course. Carolina is going to be bad. The hey, Saints, wow. I think they're going to step, take a step back. You yeah. know, will they be six wins? No. Will they be nine and seven? I think so. (laughs) I think they'll be nine and seven. So this is the perfect time literally for Atlanta to take advantage of, you know, two teams taking a step back. And I I can realistically see them winning 10 wins, 10, 11 wins just because for one, Atlanta has always had the talent, especially on offense. Those two rookie offensive linemen, they have a year under their belt. Um, I like both of them. I think what, was it McGarry who was McGarry. injured most of the season.
0: Yeah, Lindstrom. So, I think they both were hurt most.
1: Of them. I think yeah. So, but but they have a year of pro football under their belt now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be a lot better if Matt Ryan stays upright. <laughs> you know, if Matt Ryan, if they can only allow what twenty twenty five sacks, they're going to be a pretty good football team. Oh, that's a double digit football team that's, right there. Exactly. Know they win. so yep and uh keanu neal is back a year you know a year removed really two years removed from that um from that knee injury um you get um added fowler yeah yeah, yeah. so you added fowler you got cj henderson uh not cj henderson i'm sorry aj terrell you get corner depth like he may not be a starter you get corner depth though yeah so that's what they were lacking um
0: and they added Denard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was that, they, early
1: this week? They just added Denard. Uh, aside from, uh can't remember the guy, the guy's, oh, what's his name? Other corner, other corner. Ohio State guy.
0: Damon Arnett?
1: Yes. I think it was Damon Arnett. But, well, um. Atlanta? No, 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 So, it, it, it was a, um, he, he wasn't a rookie. It was a free agent signing. No, it, no, it was a they drafted him a few years ago in the second round, I believe, but I can't remember his name, but I think like right now they have secondary depth. They have pass rush with Fowler. Will there be enough pass rush? You know, eh, we'll, we'll see, see. <laughs> but as long as if Matt Ryan can stay at right. You still got the best receiver in the league. Calvin Really is due for a breakout year. You know, who knows what the running game is going to be like. I think Atlanta can make the postseason. Uh, they yeah. should make the postseason. Um, so yeah, Dan Quinn is one of those. Hey, if you don't make the postseason, you're out, bro. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Doug Marone. I don't know how he wasn't fired two years ago, Man. but I don't understand. Um, Bill O'Brien, he keeps making the postseason, so it's kind of hard to fire him. I understand, but you know, when you get to the postseason, look what he, you know, look what your team is doing.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So yeah, I, <laughs> those 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 are some good those are some good picks.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I like Atlanta. I uh, can't wait for us to do our little NFC soft preview because I think people are gonna be mad uh, at me. <laughs> but I've, I've cooled on Tampa. I was really big on Tampa when they added Tom Brady because I think that defense is gonna. I mean, the defense was great last year, really underrated, and we didn't talk enough about them. Um, but uh, I, Tom Brady's not that good anymore. So um, we'll, we'll we'll dive more into that. But yeah, Atlanta needs a playoff season. Anthony Lynn uh, in LA needs a playoff season he as well. Is. And one, he's a brother, so I, I want them to 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 do well, and I want them to be good. <laughs>
1: for the well, second, a couple, yeah, they beat Baltimore a couple of years ago, but it was you know Lamar Jackson's first year, and you know, but they need another one.
0: They need another one because 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 they're that roster is good enough.
1: Yes, they were good
0: enough last year to compete for a Super Bowl. Kendall and
1: Sheffield. Kendall Sheffield. <laughs> oh yeah. That that's the corner I was thinking about. But, yeah,
0: go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, man, I guess he'd be better than Isaiah Oliver. I've watched him play a couple of times, and that guy's not good. Um, but, not... anyway, sorry. I'm sure he's a wonderful, <laughs> um, wonderful guy. Uh, Chargers need a playoff season, though. And, yep. uh, and mostly because their roster is just good enough, mm-hmm. and they should compete. Even with Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert, a quarterback, it doesn't matter. That's how good their defense is. Um, and then they still got pretty good weapons. Uh, yep. Most notably, Keenan Allen. Um, which, which guys – if you had to give me three guys who are not NFL head coaches now, who will be NFL coaches, head coaches in February,
1: who would they be? Um, the obvious one is OC and Casey. <laughs> obvious. Eric Benimi. He should have been one this year. Bro, um, he's not a uh, he's not a head
0: coach. Well, we actually do, and we talked we, about this.
1: We we, so we do know.
0: It's fine. Black Lives Matter.
1: I I, <laughs> I didn't have three. I did have another one. Um, um aside from Benimi. I like Raheem Morris, and he's Ooh. been a head coach once. Yeah, that was a disaster. Um, I, it, it, was too, it was too early for him.
0: It was. <laughs> he,
1: listen, he literally went from secondary coach to defensive coordinator to head coach in a year because I can't remember. Um, he's a secondary coach. He got promoted to D.C., and something happened to the head coach soon after, and they promoted him to head coach. And it was mm-hmm. just – I think it was it – was, it wasn't it was that time. And yeah. then he comes to Atlanta, actually goes to the other side of the ball, becomes a wide receiver coach. And I, I liked it just because if you're a secondary guy, you know what – basically, you know a secondary guy's fear, per se. Like, you know, mm-hmm. okay, this is what the secondary is doing. This is what he's trying to protect. This is what they don't like when the receivers do. <clears throat> so – I think that was a good move. He, he went to the um, offensive side of the ball. Now he's back as a defensive coordinator for the Falcons. And now that he has those few years as a wide receivers coach, he's gotten – he's become a better coach because of that. Yeah. And it, anytime time you do that, you're going to become a better coach. He's, a, he, he's going to lead the secondary, but he's going to lead the entire defense too. Yeah. I think, for one, I'm expecting Atlanta defense to be better. With those young corners, though that young secondary, that depth, I think they're going to be better in the secondary as well. I think if they're like you know top ten defense, I think he's going to be getting some calls, man. And I and I think he deserves it, just because that that Tampa that Tampa stand is just it was too early for him. And you know this time he's going to be your second time around. You're more prepared. You're more constant. You're more aware of who you want to hire as an OC, DC, mm-hmm. you know, that your yeah. OC and DC hire is, that's, the big <laughs> that's thing. going that to protect you. you. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be like, okay, how, when am I going to get fired? NFL is not, stands for not for long anyway. Am I going right. to get fired in two years or am I going to get fired in five? <laughs> <laughs> so you better make a good hire, bro. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I, I think Raheem Morris, man, I hope he, I hope that Atlanta defense turns around because I think he deserves another shot.
0: Yeah, I like that, man. And, and black head coaches don't often get second chances. Exactly, which, man. Which is, you know, just, yeah, we can talk about that some other time. But, no, I like that. And, and I actually I think that's a possibility for him. He was 33 when he got uh, initially 30. hired as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which thinking about being 33 years old and running.
1: You know, I'm 30 now. And I don't, I'm not ready to run a high school football
0: team. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Um, So, yeah, to your point, it was, it was, it was, it was too soon. It was too early. And some folks might be like, oh, well, Sean McVay is doing it. I'm like, look, and I'll, I'll talk about this more. We'll talk about the Rams. The jury's still out on Sean McVay as a head coach too.
1: It Uh, is. He just came out with something so innovative on how he ran things. Uh Uh-huh. And it worked early. Made the postseason the first year, made the super bowl the second year, went eight and eight, I believe. Eight and eight last year. Yep. Now we yep. expect them to take another step back. So we'll, yep. jury still's up. Yep. And they're I mean in they, Cap they, Hill.
0: They're in Cap Hill. So the roster's not going to improve. So good luck. So we're really gonna see how good of a coach he is this year. One, because I said this before the year they went to the Super Bowl. Well, I've been saying it for I'm still not sure Jared Goff is good at football. Um, don't know, man. Like hey, I, I,
1: he he has that. What, uh, what, what's the second count of when the head coach can talk to the to the quarterback? In a, uh, yeah, is it what like fourteen seconds, something like that? It, it went down. Okay, so it's it's between like ten and fourteen seconds. Yeah, and it's literally like he doesn't have. He's not a guy where he can just come to the line, make adjustments, and. Hey, we're gonna run this. I, I see this defense. We're gonna audible, and that's not a not. That's that's not a diss. That's clearly you can see that on television that he can't do that. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's it's that's not something that we've made up. So yeah, the jury still out on Jerry Goff.
0: That's very troublesome. Um, because I I think like what what was happening at first clearly was, you know, they would line up. Sean would to see something tell him where to go, bam, he made a great play. But I think the biggest thing with McVay is like, the way in which he's, well, last year they went 8-8. Eight and eight. And then the way in which he just has gotten undressed in uh, the two postseason games, they've gone out. I mean, Dan Quinn and his staff, that first year they made the playoffs, I, I mean, they blew them out. They went they out there, out. I think. It was, it was like illuminating. And then, I mean, yes, it's Bill Belichick, but the way, the way Belichick just undressed them they in that Super Bowl, anything, it was bad, and I, I mean, most people were like, "Oh, it's a born suit," and it was born. But you know, as football people, I, I know you can identify. Like watching that game, it was clear. Like, man, this guy is just getting out coached. Yeah, like, yeah. To the <laughs> When uh,
1: And just not to get into a full Rams rant, but <laughs> like he, the way he uses motions and things like that, it's kind of similar to Shanahan. Yeah. Um, I think Shanahan, Shanahan does it better, um, but oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of similar to Shanahan. You know, they 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 dress stuff up, try to get your eyes and miss, uh, get caught up in his misdirection and things like that. But when, when that doesn't work, he doesn't have an answer uh-huh. to, you know, for his quarterback to make plays. And Todd Gurley was hurt, so he didn't have that guy to yep. just make a play. Now Golf has to just make a throw. <laughs> yeah, yep. and he couldn't. So
0: he, he still can't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish Sean McVay all the best, but I think there's still a jury out on him. All that to say, if he were to get let go, he'd get a new job. You know, that same oh, offseason. But anyway, right. yeah, Ryan Morse was 33 in 2009 uh, when he got hired by the Bucks. 17 and 31. As head coach of the Buccaneers, 3, three, and 13, 10 and six, four and twelve. But like you said, he's been around the block since then, and I think in ways that have made him an overall better coach. Mm-hmm. Like you said, secondary coach in Washington, he's been with Atlanta since 2015. I think their defense is going to be way better this year, part personnel, but I think also part him calling the plays. I like that, and I think um, if they have the season, I think they will. And I, if they're if they're top six, if they're in the top half of defensive efficiency, yeah. they're going to win. They're going to win 11 games. Yeah, 11
1: games. Um, <laughs> 'Cause that, that means the offense is gonna be a lot better. Exactly. A lot. Field exactly. position, uh turnovers at key times. That's yeah.
0: So yeah, I like I like that one. Raheem Marsh, what what's your other two?
1: Well, I had uh Benini. Um that's fine. we we'll But two. um <laughs> I only had two. Okay. I only had two. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I I I do think to your point, like, this is going to be a year where there are less head coach openings, mostly because, like, there's not going to be any fans in the stands. You're going to have to be – I think as front offices, you're going to have to be a little more understanding just because there's just a lot of factors in this offseason then this coming season that, like, you're not going to be able to really uh, evaluate, you know, coaches the way you would in a normal year. So I just think less guys are going to be let go. And then also the economics of it. The, the buyouts and and whatever it might be it might just be cheaper to keep a guy um, in a year like this more than more try to find year,
1: yeah.
0: another. Um, so, my, but my my two guys would be um, obviously I had to be enemy so I won't count him. My first is Lincoln Riley. I know people are like, oh, he just signed an extension. Extensions mean nothing. It
1: doesn't.
0: Uh, <laughs> contracts mean nothing in football. Uh, and and like I've said this before, I'm probably gonna keep saying it. He's reached his peak at Oklahoma. Um,
1: he has. And when you do that, it's like, hey, we can win the Big 12 every year. We can be in the college football playoff and get blown out every year. Every do year. you want that? <laughs> you might as well go to the NFL. If you suck, you can always go back to college. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's
0: why I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't know how serious of a contender he was for the Cowboys job, but you know, if I were him, I would have jumped at it. Like Someone's going to come to him and give him a crap ton of money a long term deal and give him total control if he wants it. Now I don't yep. agree with total control because most guys can't handle it and can't handle both jobs. But I am arrogant enough to where if somebody offered me total control, I'd take it too. That's just kind of how the world works. Uh um, oh, yeah. and if I if I were him, <laughs> uh I'd take it. And honestly I think he has the I think he has the skill set to be a good NFL head coach too. And like you said, he can go to, you know, Jacksonville, or whatever. Get well. They won't give him this. So, but Detroit. Ooh, that might actually be fun. Anyway, he can go to Detroit, get a five-year, seventy million dollars deal, be head coach and GM, and uh-huh. if it doesn't work, you know, cool, bro. Some SEC school gonna come get you a hundred million dollars three years. What?
1: <laughs> so, what And if, then you
0: could actually win a
1: national title. Exactly, because by that time, saving to be gone.
0: <laughs> exactly. <Think about>
1: that.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's that. So, my other guy, I actually quite quite a. Few names I had to think through here. Um, I'm not going to be a homer, but Greg Roman and 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 Wink Martindale. Um, I, was, listen, I was I was
1: thinking that, but I think when they when they talked about Greg Roman um, potentially um, being a head coach last year, I just think at some point you're not a real candidate anymore in the NFL. Like they're yeah. going to interview you, but I yeah. think. Just because – especially if you had a chance early or you've just been known as a a bounce around OC or DC, I don't think you get that chance. And I think Greg Roman is that guy. I love him in Baltimore. And I hope he stays. And I think he's a great, you know, offensive mind. But what works – when he when he's had success as an OC, he's had the same type of quarterback. Yeah. And – so you got to think about that factor when a when a when a G an a uh, when a owner is trying to hire a head coach, he's thinking about Greg Roman. He's thinking, Hey, do we have a mobile quarterback? Do we have the pieces around to for him to reinvent what he's what he had in Baltimore, what he had with Tyrod Taylor, what he had with Kaepernick. So you think about and I start thinking about that, and that's the only reason why I didn't say Greg Roman. Yeah. And with Wink, I just think He's too old.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even think Link wants to be head coach, to be
1: honest. I don't either. And yeah. and I think I was upset when they came out. and was like, well, offense, uh, Baltimore's two uh, coordinators vying for head coaching positions. I was like, please. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait till we win a Super Bowl first. <laughs> Calm down. Calm
0: down. All right.
1: But yeah, that's the um, only reason I didn't put those two because Greg Roman, I think, not saying he wouldn't be a, a great head coach, but I think you get this this um I don't know, the NFL owners and NFL, you know, they 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 get this perception of you after a while. Hey, you're a great OC. I just don't view you as a head coach. I think he has that yeah. view. I think that's how they view him. Yeah.
0: No, that that, that makes sense. Um I, I, I generally agree with you. I think the only thing is um Jacksonville might have or or some other team who's yeah, really yeah. bad this year might have a layup for him because it's like all right yeah. we got a head coach opening and we got the number two pick justin Fields. you i don't know um <laughs> that'd, that'd be the no, that'd be the only case where someone might think all right you did this with colin kaepernick alex smith and lamar jackson like let's bring that kid from ohio state in here uh and see what might pop up but yeah to your point i don't think wink wants to be a i just don't think he wants to be a head coach yeah. um to be honest and i think i think he um I think he really just used a lot of the head coaching interest to get that lucrative extension, and I ain't mad at him, brother. Ain't you know. mad at him. Use, use, <laughs> use your leverage, and he'll and he'll probably keep doing that. I don't expect Win to leave to be a head coach, though. I think he's always gonna keep taking the interviews to get more money. Um, but but I don't I don't see him I don't see him really jetting. So, um, Lincoln Riley is one, uh, and then the second is for me Byron Leftwich. Um,
1: I thought about him which,
0: too. Which uh. I'm excited for it to, to see what he's able to do with, the, with that offense uh, this year because I think so much was hampered from that organization, that team in general, by Jameis Winston's – Jameis Winston's – how do you say it? Anyway, by Jameis' uh, turnover, you know, just probabilities. Um, and so I'm interested to see how explosive of an offense <clears throat> he can build with a guy who doesn't have the arm he had 10 years ago but at least has the mental capability to go through reads and not mm-hmm. turn the ball over um, as much. So not saying James Winston doesn't have the mental capability to go through reads. He's just not Tom Brady. So I didn't want anybody coming
1: at me. You, to, you, know. you, you know, I'm kind of mad at myself now. Cause I looked at Byron and I literally, we talked about, we talked about how um, basically head coaching jobs go to QB coaches, you know, OCs, yep. And DC's. Yep. Yep. So I looked at Byron and I'm like, this is, he's only been a head coach. Well, he, he was the OC in Arizona. He was the OC in, uh, his first year as OC in Tampa. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's just too early for him. But yeah, I'm like, all of these <laughs> other guys, all these <laughs> other cats, they're great one year and they become a head coach, a great exactly. QB coach and they become a head coach. So I'm like, I'm mad at myself. For thinking that way. Because <laughs> I, I just played into the stereotype.
0: <laughs> it's hard, right? It, they trained it, it in you. That's exactly
1: what I did. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, man. If he has a great year, get that man some interviews.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, like, they had a – they had a, and and he just belonged in the conversation, one, because they had a monster year last year. Number one passing offense. Come I think on, they were third man. in scoring and total yards. They just didn't have a quarterback who could hold on to the football.
1: Uh, Imagine if he – cut not even by half. Not even half, bro. A like, third. if he if, – if it was a third from 40 turn – if he went from 40 turnovers to 30 turnovers uh, total, dude, that's three, four more wins. <laughs> Temple was, was in different. every game. Yes. Temple was in every game. So, you win four more games. You're in a postseason. You actually probably win that div- – you do win that division over the Saints. Oh, yeah. You win that division over the Saints. You got Bruce Arians, probably coach of the year. <laughs> you got Byron Lefkowitz, uh is not executive, but uh, coordinator of the year. Come on, man, he probably get some interviews this this past post uh, offseason. Yeah. So if if Tom Brady literally comes in and you know those ten picks, only fifteen total turnovers, that offense I'm saying they got enough weapons where he may not ha- he's not gonna have five thousand passing yards. But mm-hmm. the combination between rushing and, um, and, and passing, you know, and points per game, it's going to be up there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm give my man some you. interviews, man. Yeah, I man. see it. Yeah, get him in the
0: door. <laughs> get him in the door. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I, think, I, think, I think he's got a good shot of being a head coach uh, this time next year. So, a lot of other guys we could have mentioned, but those are, those, are, those are my main two. Um, to close us out, man, Hard Knocks starts Tuesday, first episode. Uh, from HBO, we're going to get a chance to see these lovely uh, safety protocols the NFL has put in place, you know, like sanitizing people from like, you know, the air <laughs> as they walk out to the practice field, only to let them clash into each other for the next three hours. Um, makes no Like all these crazy stuff, like only one captain. Uh, we'll be able to do the coin flip and uh, there'll be no shaking of the hands, but then we'll just and then go and line up and breathe on each other for three hours. Like,
1: on each other. You
0: know, performative performative <clears throat> safety is what matters in America. Not real safety, right? Let's just perform and act like that's, and
1: that's make it.
0: it seem like we're being safe. Anyway, um, yeah, that's my political rant for the day. Um, but anyway, what are you most excited about? Hard knocks with the Chargers and Rams, which is weird. And I feel bad for Stan. Actually, no, I don't feel bad for Stan Kroenke, I was about to say, because he's got to open up his new stadium with no fans. But then again, I'm an Arsenal fan. Any money
1: on the
0: club. Anyway, yeah, never feel bad for billionaires. Not over here. Um, What you both looking forward to for Hard Knocks, man?
1: I'm looking forward to, um, for one, I want to see – Anthony Lynn, I've heard, is a great guy. So I want to see him kind of like behind the scenes and how he – um, I'm I'm speaking from coach' point of view, just how he interacts with his players, because mm. everything I hear is they love Anthony Lynn, and so I want to see how he interacts with his players. I want to see how Sean McVay his 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 new approach it it needs to be a new approach to how he's going to coach his offense and you know overall his team. Yeah. Just because, dude, I know he's feeling like man, you know. Had a great first year, uh, got to the Super Bowl. You know, they kind of figured figured us out in the Super Bowl, took a step back our third year. He's thinking, I got to do something. So those two things, and I'm just excited, but I'm not even Chargers. I'm not a Chargers fan, but I, I've been – I always wanted Phillip Rivers to get him one just because, I mean, I, I think he deserves one. <laughs> yeah. But um, even though he's not there anymore. So I kind of always kind of rooted for the Chargers on the low. Uh, big Jer- uh, Derrick James fan. But like some things we mentioned before, I think they're just going to be really good this year. Yeah. Uh, um, hopefully they don't be too good just because, you know, Ravens, come on, let's get us a Super Bowl. <laughs> but it's I want to just see – I want to see that defense in practice. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I get excited just by watching good defenses. So I can't wait to see that. And then the whole Herbert, Tyrod, Taylor thing they're going to do – they're going to start Tyrod probably and then Justin Herb. I hope Tyrod plays well enough to not – for them to not put Justin in for at least the first year. Yeah. But I think just because they drafted him, they're going to find a way to push him in, just like the way they did with Baker in Cleveland. So I, I think they're going to find a way, but I hope Tyrod can finish the year. Let the black man shine.
0: Let the black man shine. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the to laughing at all of the safety protocols. That's the biggest thing I'm looking
1: forward to. I mean,
0: much of what you mentioned, right? I like Anthony. I already know it, man. Um, And I've seen so much of like what the work he does in the off season, um, and particularly you know in Africa, which he was unable to do this year, unfortunately. So. All those reasons. But most importantly, yeah, I'm looking forward to the comedy of, like, seeing like – I saw a clip of Sean McVeigh with the face shield, uh, and I was just like – and then you saw the tweet going around with the Broncos getting sprinkled by whatever the heck that is. Uh, like, I'm just looking forward to laughing at all the safety protocols, quote-unquote. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun.
1: Hey, we uh, – <laughs> our department – well, athletics department just receives those face shields, too. I'm not wearing it. I'm not wearing it. I can't. I'm a wear, I wear the mask. I wear the mask to practice. Oh, always, yeah, but yeah. But it, it's it's not like the surgical mask. It's, it's like the the net gator type thing. But I'm not wearing that face shield. <laughs> I'm not wearing it. <laughs> and and I follow FSU athletics on on Twitter, and all of their coaches wear them, and it looks it looks ridiculous. And you don't you know you don't need both. You don't need both. <laughs> And I and I, I'm a, a proponent of you wearing a mask, but I'm not wearing both.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to me, it's just funny because it's like you're you're around these guys and indoors with them for such an extended period of time. It's like, yes, wear the mask, but like at the same time, if they're gonna allow you to play, allow these guys to play sports, then. You, there's no way you're not going to spread a virus playing football if you have the virus.
1: It's Like, no, it's, if you have the. That's the thing. If you have the virus, you're going to spread it if you play a sport.
0: Yes. Like if period. you don't
1: have the virus, then you're not going to spread it.
0: <laughs> so it's just kind of like but, in football. Ugh, yeah. No, my bad. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> but um, it's like with the with the with the testing in the league, they're doing it frequently. Um, with Division One. They have the money to do it frequently. But it's like it it is more at this point, it's more protection for people who it is more of we don't want you to spread it. That's why you get tested positive, you're quarantined. And right. with me, I feel like, you know, God forbid, but if I contract the virus, you know, myself, I'm not going to be, you know. I don't think it's as deadly for me. I'm protecting others because if I have it, if I do get it, you know, I might give it to somebody else, not even knowing. Exactly. Because I, I can't remember where this, where I heard the story at, but a a high school kid gave it to his mom and dad. They died in consecutive weeks. Wow. So, you know, I'm thinking about that. I don't want that to happen. But with these football players, they're more than likely not going to be affected. They're going to be affected, but. Uh, more than likely, they're not going to pass away from this virus, yeah. but obviously, it's spreading it. Right. So yeah. that's always <laughs> been
0: the reason for the mask. That's always been the like, reason. And yeah, we're 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 full mask wearing proponents over here. <laughs> I'd never go out without a mask. And like when I was in Georgia a few weeks ago, like all of them was judging me for having a mask on. So, I was just okay. like, Y'all are ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think for for like sports, you're it seems like a lot of the protocols are just like there to make everyone feel better because like, there's no, there's no way, for example, you know, when the Ravens play Cleveland, Mm -hmm. like whoever, you know, God forbid Miles Garrett has coronavirus, whoever's lining up against Miles Garrett is going to have coronavirus by the end of the game. Right. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: So it's just like, the biggest thing, like, is just due to frequent testing and quarantine, guys. Like, that's it.
1: That's it. That's all but doing. there's,
0: like, I don't, I don't, I just don't think there's a way where you prevent like people from spreading the virus and, and playing sports if they. Anyway. anyway, that's what I'm looking forward to most about Hard Knocks um, <laughs> is 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 all the little things that are in place, not really to keep people safe, just to
1: look like it. That's it. Anyway, that's that
0: premieres that premieres Tuesday night. Um, we're gonna be back next week, diving into our team by team division previews. Finally. Um, get to talk about some football, which I'm sad because I still don't think college football is going to happen. Um, we didn't even mention all that little change to conference schedules and all that stuff. Maybe we'll talk about that next week, but
1: yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. It's, it's still it's still fake, um, fake precaution. Precautions. Oh yeah, it's college football is just inching
0: towards being canceled, which yeah. it, should be. it, it, it should be. I mean, yeah. you know, NFL makes yeah. Uh, we talk about this all the time. We will
1: have to go yeah. through it again, but um.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, team by team, uh, talk through the divisions, some season previews. What we got, 32 days until September 10th? So the Chiefs yeah, something, and the something like that? Uh, it'll be no fans. It'll be weird. Football is going to be really weird without no ba- fans.
1: Basketball is, is, is worked because basketball at is home, perfect. you don't see a difference. You don't exactly. hear a difference. Exactly. Exactly. Now, so, I don't, we don't know what we hear in the arena, but what well, what they hear in the arena, but. I don't feel a difference. The announcers no. are the same. Yeah. Like, those guys are professionals because they make it look like nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah.
0: Basketball is perfect for that. Well, I think most of us also, too, have, like, watching basketball in a gym is just a part of our, like, cultural everyday life. You know what I mean? Like, everybody mm-hmm. everybody's seen a game at L.A. Fitness that was hype. Uh, like, exactly. oh, damn. <laughs> like, they, they out there hooping. Yeah. You know? So, like, naturally basketball is like that. Baseball is just weird because nobody, you know, people who well, nobody can yeah. baseball. Nobody can
1: catch the baseball ball baseball. in the stands and Yeah, like it's that. just
0: like it's totally different. But like basketball, <clears> you know, it just looks like they're just playing a big old AAU tournament, which we've all spent a long day at or something. You know what I mean? So yep. I don't know how football is gonna be with no that's gonna be weird. I mean, maybe they might pump crowd noise in like Atlanta.
1: Yeah. You yeah, can't get fine right. now. <laughs>
0: Anyway, we'll dive into some of that stuff, including like what the game might look like um, without fans and uh, get ready for the season. Uh, All right. Appreciate you, man.
1: Can't wait. Yeah, all twenty-two. Go buy a shirt.